And welcome to another Strange Uncle's Oddities. Um, this one's kind of interesting. So obviously everybody here who has listened to podcasts had heard about the Titanic and what happened in the sink. Da, 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 da. There's been movies, there's been this, there's been that. Went to the museum and uh, if you haven't had a chance, Las Vegas has a Luxor as a Titanic museum. Um, pretty amazing. But I stumbled on something that I thought was very, uh, I did not know about the wreck of the Titanic. And so we're going to talk about it. Early in the morning of April 15, 1912, the world's largest ocean liner slipped beneath the icy waves of the North Atlantic, carrying over 1,500 people to their graves. For decades, the shipwreck remained hidden. But how did they actually find the Titanic? Well, most of us know the story about, uh, you know, mid-80s, first robot, whatever have you, but there's more to it. Treasure hunters searched for the ocean liner for years, hoping to find, you know, the Titanic, the ship itself. But in 1985, oceanographer Robert Ballard successfully found the Titanic on a scientific mission. But there's more to that scientific mission. That sci- but there's more to that scientific mission than meets the eye. Robert Ballard spent years earning doctoral degrees in marine geology and geophysics. Uh, he helped design a manned submersible named Alvin to explore the deep sea. Ballard also helped discover the first hydrothermal vents in the Pacific, which. Again, didn't know that. But for Ballard, his life goal was discovering the wreckage of the Titanic itself. Quote, I always wanted to find the Titanic, Ballard said. That was a Mount Everest in my world, one of those mountains that had never been climbed. In the 1980s, Ballard had a chance to search for the Titanic, but he partnered with a surprising group, the United States Navy. The Navy had no interest in finding the Titanic whatsoever, but they did want to find two submarines that sank in the 1960s. The USS Thresher and the USS Scorpion both went down in the North Atlantic and both carried powerful nuclear reactors. The Navy wanted to know whether the Soviets had shot down the subs and whether their nuclear material remained 15,000 feet under the sea. In the early 1980s, Robert Ballard asked the Navy to fund the Argo, which could uh, take pictures at a depth of 20,000 feet. To Ballard, the Argo would allow him to finally find the Titanic. But the Navy saw another purpose for the robot. It could photograph the nuclear subs that they sank and that they're looking for. And the Navy agreed to secretly fund the project if Ballard could map the sunken subs. So in 1985, Robert Ballard set out on a covert Cold War mission to find a sunken submarine. But publicly, uh, Ballard said he was simply looking for the Titanic. After he found the wreckage of the USS Scorpion, Ballard had just 12 days left in his mission to find the Titanic itself. To search for the sunken ocean liner, Ballard teamed up with the French Research Institute, which scouted the area Ballard believed the Titanic sank more than 70 years earlier. However, the French research team had spent five weeks trawling the sea without finding anything. Ballard would have only a fraction of that time to actually locate the Titanic. Uh, locating that ship posed an enormous challenge because no one knew exactly where the ocean liner struck the fatal iceberg. Um, around 11.45 p.m. on April 14, 1912, the Titanic collided with an iceberg, but the ocean liner's last fixed position had been recorded four hours earlier. When the Titanic sent out a distress call, it only gave an inexact position. The estimate, based on the last fixed position, the ship's direction, and the distance the crew assumed the ship had covered, wasn't exact enough to pinpoint the location. So, that's 70 years we've been looking for it, and this is one of the reasons why. But as a result, decades of searching for the Titanic wreckage turned up nothing until Ballard's 1985 expedition. Even after landing on the ocean floor, ocean currents uh, could still sweep away the lighter pieces of shipwrecks, 
creating an even larger area to search for the wreckage. Uh, Robert engineered the Argo to solve that problem. The submersible could stay underwater for weeks, covering a much wider section of the seafloor. Still, the search for the Titanic seemed nearly impossible at this point. On September 1st, 1985, with just days left in their expedition, Ballard's research vessel spotted something. The Argo had spent over a week transmitting pictures from the ocean floor, but so far the team only found sand. Yet around 2 a.m., the on-duty watch team called for Ballard. The Argo had spotted something unusual on the seafloor. As the team examined the grainy image, they realized they found a boiler from the Titanic, which everybody's ecstatic, crew pop champagne, da-da-da-da-da. But then the mood grew very grave when the crew, as excited as they were, realized that they were basically standing on uh, graves, <laughs> pretty much. And so, needless to say, everything was a little sullen from there. But still exciting that this is what they end up doing. And again, 2.37 miles down uh, is actually where the Titanic had landed. Um, the Argo had done what Ballard had designed it to do. The submersible swept the seafloor, transmitting pictures, and allowing Ballard even to find the ship. The remote camera located the wreckage 12,000 feet below the surface of the North Atlantic. His discovery revealed new information about the tragedy. Images from Argo showed that the Titanic had actually broke apart rather than sinking in one piece. The ship's stern lay about 400 meters away from the bow, which, again, we most know that. But back to kind of what was going on. Again, Navy hired him to do this Cold War type thing. Uh, in a 1985 New York Times article on Ballard's discovery, the secret Navy mission behind the search for the Titanic remained hidden. The article reported that the Argos technology may one day be used to locate lost submarines, investigate enemy sonar arrays, and place and find places on the bottom of the sea to station missiles. In fact, the Argo had already been used to locate lost submarines. At the time, the Navy didn't want to reveal anything about the search for the nuclear subs. They did not want the world to know that, so I had to make up a cover story, Ballard explained. After the Navy declassified the mission, Ballard told CNN that the press was totally oblivious to what I was doing. Robert Ballard wasn't the first to search for the Titanic. There's more uh, before then. Um, Jack Grimm was one, an oil baron. He poured millions into his efforts to find the Titanic. Uh, in 1981, Grimm claimed that to have video evidence of the ship's propeller, but murky images left many convinced it was simply a rock. Walt Disney Studios even spent 70000 to set up a search. What made Ballard's expedition different? He had financial backing from the U.S. Navy, of course, based on the military value of the technology. So when he found the Titanic, it drew major attention to his expedition. Worried that the discovery would reveal the covert mission, uh, officials told the media that the mission was strictly scientific, according to the New York Times article that we covered earlier. Uh, there was nothing classified, Dr. Robert Spindle, head of the Woods Hole Ocean Engineering Department, told the newspaper. On very rare occasions, the Navy may ask us to do something because we have a certain capability. But this was not one of them. A representative for the Navy even claimed that they didn't care about the project whatsoever. And in 1985, Captain Brent Baker said the oceanographers asked the Navy, do you have any objections if we test in the area of the Titanic? In response, the Navy said, eh, we don't care. But the point was to see if this new system worked. The cover story managed to hold for over a decade. Yeah, um, and there's basically more to that. There's a lot in the article about you know the hull that was actually brought up um, things like that. They wanted to get pieces. Of course, now the Titanic's found and everybody's, you know, taking like artifacts and everything from them. But just to wrap the whole thing up, the Titanic, the Titanic lies now, uh, 13,000 feet of water on a gentle sloping alpine like countryside overlooking a small canyon below, uh, Ballard said. There is no light at this great depth and little life can be found. It is a quiet and peaceful place 
and a fitting place for the remains of this greatest of sea tragedies to rest. Forever may it remain that way. Problem is, uh, there's a bacteria that's eaten Titanic up, so they estimate uh, by 2030, 2035, um, probably won't be much left of it whatsoever, which is sad. But again, story behind the whole Navy, holy shit, you know, finding nuclear subs, had no clue. Uh, it's crazy how we just lose track of shit. Like, you know, it, we have in history lost track lost track like just lost track of seven nuclear warheads that we don't, we can't claim that, that where they're at um crazy but anyway i thought you guys might like it stay strange <laughs>